0: On this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello, and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair podcast with your host, Lakeisha. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Miss Jasmine Pierre. Do you want to say hi to the TC listeners?
1: Hi, everyone. Yay.
0: And before <laughs> we dive into our discussion for the day, I'm just going to let the listeners know a little bit about you, Jasmine. So, okay. Jaz- Jasmine is a certified peer support specialist, a mental health advocate, motivational speaker, author of the self help book, A Fight Worth Finishing, and creator of the Minority Mental Health app the safe place so first and foremost i want to say thank you so much for coming and being a guest on the podcast so i'm so grateful that you said yes (laughs) no
1: problem thank you for having me
0: yes you are so welcome so jasmine i guess let's talk about your story um how did you become so involved and passionate for being an advocate about mental health
1: Well, it's because I've gone through it myself. I was Mm -hmm. diagnosed with major depressive disorder at the age of 20. Mm -hmm. And um, I've attempted suicide three times. And um, the very last time was in 2014. And that's kind of when I got tired of things. I I had been kind of living a secret for a long time. Like not many people knew that I had major depressive disorder. I was embarrassed to speak about it. And, you know, it's such a big stigma in the black community. So Mm -hmm. I just felt really ashamed about it. And after my last suicide attempt, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to keep going through this. I want to get help. I want to not feel ashamed about it. And, you know, within doing that, I was like, I don't want anybody else to feel ashamed either. I I think that it's a very big stigma, not just in the black community, but also in general. A lot of people just feel like mental illness is something that just makes somebody crazy mm-hmm. or some people just act like it doesn't even exist. So I was just like, I know more people feel like this besides me. So I'm like, mm-hmm. within me getting help, I wanted others to feel like it's okay to go get help too. And you don't have to feel ashamed about this.
0: Exactly. No, and I'm definitely grateful, you know, um, for you even taking the initiative to be like, you know what? If I'm feeling like this, I'm sure it's others like that, too, that are feeling ashamed. And, you know, we can't dismiss the narratives that we do see in the media, right? So whenever we talk about mental health, it's more of the dramatized um, pieces of a mental illness that we see on TVs and movies and things like that, you know, so it doesn't really show like uh the whole picture of somebody who may be diagnosed with a um a mental illness
1: I completely agree the media makes it look scary because yeah. when I came out about having major depressive disorder a lot of people were like I didn't even know you were were even going through something like that. Mm. You just seemed so normal. And I'm just like, well, I I am a human being. (laughs) I'm just, I'm, I'm the same person, but I just have this diagnosis. It doesn't make me crazy. Right.
0: Goodness. Now with, with somebody saying that, how did that make you feel to be like, I thought you were normal. You like what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it just, It made me realize just how big of a stigma Mm -hmm. it really is because, I mean, I've talked to people and they were like, well, you know, I see what they say on the news and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. what I was taught. And then with me advocating and just spreading more knowledge about it, if people have come to realize, well, these are just normal people who are going through a diagnosis just like anybody else. If you had, you know, another kind of disease, cancer, or if Mm -hmm. you had a stroke or it's just it's the same as anything else, but it's just the fact that we have to make people realize that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Now, Jasmine, when when you were diagnosed, did you... Well, how later after being diagnosed did you share with your family? Because I know sometimes people are like, you know, I didn't even want to tell my parents and, you know, my or my siblings.
1: Well, actually... um, during my very first suicide attempt, my mom was the one who took me to the hospital, and the second one, my dad took me. So they they already knew, okay. but it wasn't it, it wasn't until years later that like majority of the people who I know knew, like my my close friends knew. But let's see, I was diagnosed when I was twenty, and so I didn't really come out to everybody until mm-hmm. I was twenty six years old. Okay. So it was years. Mm -hmm. before I just really came out and said, you know, this is what's going on with me. Mm.
0: How did your friends react to finding out about what you were going through? Did you actually openly come out and say like, hey, guys, you know, I went to the doctor and, you know, this is what they're telling me? Or were there like signs along the way where they're kind of like, okay, well, we knew something was up?
1: Well, I mean, I was acting differently, but mm-hmm. I don't think they understood exactly what was going on. Mm. And they came to the hospital during my first suicide attempt. So oh, okay. they, they didn't understand, but they were there for me, which I felt mm. was important. Okay. Because a lot of people, they don't have that. Like when you tell them about, you know, I have depression or... I go through bipolar disorder or whatever it is. A lot of people just kind of leave you mm-hmm. like they, you know, they have the stigma. Well, this person is crazy. I don't want to be I don't want to deal with this person. But I was blessed to have people who were still in my life and they might not have understood, but they wanted to understand what was going on. And of course, I had people who, you know what? throughout my life who didn't understand but I just feel like those were the people who just weren't meant to be there the people who care the people who batter, they're still here
0: Mm, that's good and and just by by you saying that having that support system and those people in place made me think of um I'm not sure if you are like a youtube watcher or anything but Issa Rae's Giants series (sighs) I've watched it, yes. Okay. And and um I'm just trying to catch up on season two thus far. And um mm-hmm. the the female lead character battles with major depressive disorder and the episode that I was watching today, um the brother-in-law so her sister's husband was like you leave our daughter with her like she's crazy like you know that's putting our daughter's life in jeopardy and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and i was just like oh my goodness i was like you know that is probably how many people feel right when they share things with their family or close friends then you feel like this person isn't capable of doing anything because of um this illness or this label, I'll even say, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that just exactly. think like that. Hmm. Wow. And so you you are an author of this of a self help book, A Fight Worth Finishing. Can you talk to us about your
1: book? Yeah. Um well I started actually I didn't even plan to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> the book started off as a journal. Like, I oh. I was just, um, I was journaling my thoughts. And that was, like, during around the time I had first started advocating. And, like, a friend told me, you know, there's so much going on now. Won't you just start journal- journaling about what's going on and how you're feeling? And I just felt like I had so much to say. And I was like, you know what? I think I should write a book. And so, my book is basically about my experiences with depression and, Mm. um, suicide and you know, how I felt during that time, how, how embarrassed I felt, how, Mm -hmm. how lonely I felt. And I, I wrote this book because I wanted people to understand that just because you're going through this, it doesn't make you any less of a human. And it's okay for you to come out and go get help. And, um, I wrote it because I wanted to save people's lives,
0: Mm. basically. Wow. I love that, though. And now, um, and if we can talk a little bit about even just, like, your process through this journey, um, were you on the bandwagon with, like, seeing a therapist or were you kind of resistant to that?
1: (laughs) At first, (laughs) I was like, no, no because yeah because growing up i was like i i mean did you ever watch the show girlfriends you know yeah yeah that was that was one of my favorite shows growing up and i remember there was this episode where joan was talking about she wanted to go see a therapist because she was going through stuff and like her girls were telling her like well we're black we don't do that we don't go see therapists we go to church we pray and i mean that was the stigma in the black community I mean, still now that you, you're not supposed to go see a therapist, you're just supposed to pray it away. Mm, so, yeah. the thought of me going to see a therapist, I was like, I- I'm black, we don't do that, I'm not supposed to do that. But, I mean, I suffered for so long mm. because I I felt like I, I, I couldn't go do this. I, I wasn't supposed to talk to somebody about what I was going through. And not talking to somebody almost killed me. So, wow. finally, I realized that you know, my life is important and I don't care what anybody says. I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. So I, I got over that.
0: Mm. And again, if we look at that, that media influence, right? Because it, right. Right, it's right there. Right. Because I, I love Girlfriends and I'm thinking of other shows. Yeah. Are like we're black. We don't do that. Just pray it away. Right. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we don't know like how that is reinforcing Though those uh, negative stereotypes that we already have about therapy and mental health and mental illness, yes, yes, so that that's a very good point. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, that's something though. Now I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that episode and find it because <laughs> I'm like, huh. <laughs> yes, oh man, that is something. And now you you recently developed this app um called the safe place and the focus on the app was to bridge that gap about black people in therapy and mental illnesses mental health all of this (laughs) under one umbrella yeah and so when when did the app officially launch it launched in February of 2018. Okay. How long were you working on this app prior to its launch?
1: Well, I had the idea of the app for about over a year now, wow. but I didn't really start working on it until like, um, I want to say late November mm, of okay. last year. Okay.
0: Awesome. And, and what catapulted you, Jasmine, to be like, you know what? I need to create an app for our community around these topics.
1: Well, first and foremost, because, you know, I've lived the experience growing Mm -hmm. up uh, as a, as a black woman, I I know that this stigma is real. Mm -hmm. And I had a uncle who was in the Vietnam war, And when he came back, I mean, he dealt with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And I just remember growing up, you know, even as a little girl, I remember people in our family were just, the way they treated him. You can see the way somebody treats somebody. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I, I wonder why people just, you know, treat him the way they do. Why do they seem kind of fearful of him And I just remember growing up thinking, you know, my uncle was crazy. I didn't know that he had post-traumatic stress disorder until later on in life. And then, of course, dealing with, you know, my illness, you know, it made me realize what was going on. And I'm like, wow, I just I just really wanted the black community to realize that this has been going on for a long time, the stigma that we don't go through mental health issues or Mm -hmm. we know that somebody in our family or us is going through it, but we feel like that we have to hide it and it's something to be ashamed of and that we only can just pray this away. And I'm like, this has to stop because the suicide rates in this country are very high Mm -hmm. and they are rising. And I just feel like, this is something that needed to be done. We need to address it. We need to learn more about it. We need to know that it's okay to go and talk to somebody about it. So I felt like this needed to be done. And I talk about mental health a lot, but I'm like, I just can't talk about it. I have to be about it.
0: Mm. I love that piece, right? We can't just talk about how important it is, but actually make those call to action and create those things um, for people to want to take the initiative to do these things and i think even for me as a therapist i am um definitely moving in that direction where it's like you know what um i can't just talk about how important it is to come see me (laughs) um yeah (laughs) but actually putting more action behind it so being out there more in the public's eye um and just more interactive with the community. So even for me, like I'm, I'm getting to that place to know, I I can't just, you know, stand up there and talk about it. Like granted, like, you know, we should still be having conversations. Don't get me wrong.
1: (laughs) But you know, just
0: finding other avenues um, to engage people to, to follow through, I guess per se is, it really comes down to that is, is for them just to follow through for it. Hmm. And now with with your app, Jasmine, what can people expect to see in the app?
1: Well, there's a lot of um, things that I've put in the app. There's, um, there's mental illness descriptions, um, you know, of different mental illnesses, like the definition so people can understand exactly what it is. There are self-assessment questions about those illnesses, like, just certain questions to see that maybe you're going through these certain symptoms. And if you are, Mm -hmm. you should go and seek, um, you know, go and seek some help. There are self-care tips. Um, I put a lot of self-care tips, um, about, you know, maybe how black family members might perceive your, your illness, um, how things happen in the church, um, Mm -hmm. police brutality, because I feel like that's a really big thing too. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize how much mental stress seeing, you know, so many black people being gunned down, what that mm. does to us. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of self-care tips i put in there just to, you know, just just not for mental illness but our mental health in general. Because I yes. feel like even if you don't have a mental illness, we all have mental health and we have to take care of ourselves mentally. Yes. Um there yeah, there's um there's informative articles, there's videos, there's podcasts, um there's a group forum. I, I just put a lot of interactive things in there, and as the app grows, I want to put more. Mm-hmm.
0: And and I definitely see that um, because I was able to go on there and just um, go through the different topics. It's definitely very user friendly. Um, and like I shared with you earlier, I do love the fact that you have the the definitions of the mental illness descriptions. Um, and the self-assessment questionnaire for each kind of um, diagnosis. So I, I really love that. And, like, I'm loving the self-care tips because I'm in that now looking at it, too. And I, I love the one that says, when church members don't okay, so,
1: understand.
0: Uh, yes, to take when a church member or leader doesn't understand your mental illness. hmm Yeah, so, and, you know, just, thinking of our culture, like that one is like probably the most <laughs> the most needed one, yeah. I'm sure.
1: It, exactly and I think that I got lucky because I have a mm. pastor who he he understands I mean, he let me talk about my app in church. Wow. like he he under Yeah. He let me talk about it. He like he wants people to download it because I mean, he understands there's a spiritual aspect, but he's like, Mm. "Um, hello, we're human too. This this is real. So, I mean, I I think there are more pastors who are trying to at least understand, but it's Mm -hmm. still a big stigma. So, I thought it was really important to add that in the app because, I mean, I've talked to people within the church who were like, you know, thank you for speaking out about this because I felt like I couldn't say anything. I felt like I was just supposed to pray so it's it's a really big deal and you know eventually I want to try to go and speak in some churches about this topic cuz mm. I feel it's like so needed.
0: Yeah, definitely. Awesome, awesome. Um so cuz I'm just thinking of like this generation is so tech savvy and a lot more things we can easily do um on apps and just um on the internet. Where do you think the direction is going in terms of like apps like these in terms of our own mental wellness? Because I'm thinking of like, you know, Talkspace and you can do like the online therapy and things like that. Or even us as clinicians, we offer online sessions, um, video um, online Mm -hmm. sessions. So where do you think technology is going in terms of mental wellness?
1: I mean, I feel it's starting to take over, which is why <laughs> I decided to do an app because, you know, everybody has their phone mm-hmm. on them all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like w- when you can reach help at a at the press of a button, like it, it just makes mm-hmm. it easier, you know, to, to, to get help. I, I feel like apps and, you know, even YouTube videos, all these kind of things that, that we're, we're having out there now, I feel like it's important because, I mean, this is such a fast generation. Mm -hmm. Everybody is not going to, like, just want to read something, which I think is important for us to read, but so many people are just like, well, I need to see this right now, and, you know, this has to be quick. So I'm just like, I wanted to do something where, you know, you still have to read, but it's like, You could just, with a touch of a button, there it is right in front of you. All the information that you need. There's videos. I mean, I just wanted to make it interactive because I know that we live in such a fast society now. And I know that technology is taking over. So I feel like it's going to take over more, actually. So I just felt like an app was like a good idea to, you know, reach this generation. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, apps are the way to go." Um, to reach us, like yep. you said, we always got our phones in our hands, and we have it right there, and we're like, "Nope, I need it right now." So yeah, yeah. Um, so I always think about um, you know, technology and and mental wellness, and those individuals where it it might not be um. I don't wanna say a good thing, but I think you you just probably have to be cautious, right? Um, And that's with anything, because I always think of those individuals that may have um, like severe anxiety or severe depression. And if they're solely relying on the app and nothing else, um, I have those concerns.
1: It, yeah, you're exactly right. That's why I was like, people aren't reading and stuff, but we need to read. We need to be interactive. Right. I feel like this stuff is good, but human connection is more important. Mm. Like actually going and talking to somebody and looking at them face to face, which is why I um, I put a, a like a, a list of people. Like I'm still adding to my mental health directory, but there's, there's like therapists that that can be reached in different states and stuff. I just didn't want it to be like okay, here's this app, and this is the only way you can rely on exactly. something is this app. Like, I want you, I want people to realize you have to go and interact with people, too, because I feel like that's a part of the whole mental health thing, too, is, like, a lot of us don't want to interact with anybody, mm. and when we're not talking about our stuff, that, that stresses us. Well, I know, for me, it, it stresses me out a lot when I didn't talk to somebody. Mm. Like, when I actually am able to look somebody in the face and actually, you know, have an interaction, like, That does something for me. So I feel like that's more important, actually. Mm.
0: That's good. I love that you said that. And, you know, and not to discredit like the technology of it, because I think that is like an extra support. But like you said, that human interaction um, and, and to actually be able to have somebody there and almost a part of your support system in essence. Yeah. Um, Jasmine, if you can share with us, what were like two things you took away from going through the therapeutic process with the therapist? What are two things you can look back on and be like, wow, like I didn't notice about me or I learned this, like, what are two things? And you probably have several, but I'm, I'm just trying to narrow it down. Um,
1: you know, that's a very good question. Um, I think the main thing that I took from it was that I, I, I needed to talk to somebody mm. because actually bottling things in was my biggest trigger mm. because I just I didn't want to talk to anybody about anything. I felt like I'm supposed to be dealing with this on my own or somebody's going to think I'm crazy. But actually sitting there and talking to somebody and not feeling judged, that really did a lot for my mental health. It, it made me. It made me realize. I mean, I'm an open book now. I'm still. <laughs> yeah, I'm an open book now. I feel like I'm still working on opening up even more because I mean, it takes years. I mean, after I, I was like holding things in inside inside for such a long time, I feel like mm-hmm. it takes a while. It's a process to. You know, become a better person mm-hmm. to open up to people. But I mean, I'm I'm so much better now than I was then. Like I'm mm. open to talking to people more, not just therapists, but like people in general. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, like I said earlier, human connection is so important. So it made me want to connect with people more, and it made me it made me realize how important that is. And I think the second thing would be. And hmm. trying to think of another good one <laughs> I guess it made me realize that I'm not crazy mm. and that was a big thing for me because I-, I dealt with that for a long time thinking you know that I'm crazy or why do mm-hmm. I have to go through this and it just made me realize that I am just I'm still me. I'm still Jasmine, but I'm just going through something and that's okay.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that so much. Wow. I, I really love that. Um, cause I And I think that that just needs to be reinforced because, again, on what we see and we hear, that that is the... Um, that like the advertisement mark for a mental illness. You crazy. Up, oh, they crazy. Let me be done with them. Yep. But to come out right. of it and be like, you know what? I I'm, I'm not. <laughs> like I'm not
1: crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, what's crazy is the way that society views mental yeah. health and mental illness. That's the thing that's crazy. Yeah. So we are not crazy.
0: Yes, you just going through something. Like you said, I loved how you said that. You know, when you were just going through something. You yeah, know? and 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 I like to tell people like we all go through something. We all have something. You know, some yeah. people may just need a little bit more support than others, um, right? To handle things. But no, I, I love that. How do you think um, we, as a community? So like the, I mean, I'm just thinking like mental health advocates. Um, licensed therapists, everybody in under that umbrella in that realm as a community can do more for our people, for them to understand that us talking about mental health doesn't have to be an uncomfortable conversation. You don't have to clench your muscles and get all tight um, and sweat um, right? And, and just continue to break down those walls and those stigmas that we have. How do you think we can move forward in having those conversations or um, creative ways to help people understand, um, you know, that this 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 is just part of life?
1: Well, I think actually what you're doing right now is a big help because Mm. you being a therapist and interacting with somebody who has a mental illness, just like outside of your work. Like, I feel like that's more important too. that. Wow. That makes us feel like you actually really care. It is not just about the paycheck, you mm, know.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I I I didn't even think about like crazy enough as that sounds. I didn't even think about that. Like, <laughs> I,
1: it's important. Wow.
0: That's that's a really good point, though. Yeah. Yeah. And it is because at the end of the day, this is an issue that. It doesn't go away overnight. So, you know, I I can't necessarily turn it off at the end of a work day, you know, because it's constantly that motivation to be like our people need need the help. They need to understand um, and not fear mental health, mental illness, therapy. Like we have to come away from that fear Um, right yeah so I I love that so the continued conversations with individuals that may have a diagnosis right that I'm not necessarily servicing um yeah and for people to see that that we are we're all the same yeah we're all the same it's really important Yes, I love that. I love that. What is that one thing? And you probably have several, but that one thing you want people to take away from the Safe Place app?
1: That's a very good question. (laughs) And yeah, there's like several things I could say, but I want to think about this. That's a very good question. Thank you. I guess, no, I know that I want people to take away that it's okay for us to talk about this. Mm. It's important for us to talk about this. And the more that we talk about this, it's going to make it normal, mm. which it, it should be normal to talk about it, right? right. I feel like it, It's just like any other illness, but this is so stigmatized. So I want people to realize it's going to be normal in the future to talk about this. And this is mm. just a part of the start of it happening.
0: I love that. I love that I love that I love that
1: um can you let
0: our listeners know where they can get the app from and how they can connect with you because I'm sure it's people gonna be like oh my goodness you know I need to connect with her um she has some great ideas or I want her to come speak I'm pretty sure it's people that's gonna do that so
1: (laughs) well thank you you're speaking things into existence I I love when people (laughs) do stuff like that I'm serious I, I love positive energy and feedback but um People can download the Safe Place from Android or iPhone. It's free to download, and I actually put an about us section in my app. So if you just click on that, you can learn about me, and there's like a you can email me basically. There's my website, Mm -hmm. there's a way you can contact me. So I made sure I put all that information in the app because yeah, some people have contacted me already. So awesome. (laughs)
0: awesome and i thank you again jasmine for coming and taking time out of your day um to be a guest and share your story and the app um before we leave though i would love if you can give the wellness tip for the week and so um this segment of the wellness tip um i usually highlight or have a guest highlight um what is something that they can share with my listeners to help them evolve into their best self. So whether it be like a technique, a tool, um, a podcast, a video, an app, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm just shouting it out there. Um, uh, <laughs> so, and I would love for you to, um, end with us on the wellness tip for the week. I think, you
1: know what? I'm going to say this because this is something that I've been doing myself actually, okay. My wellness tip for the week would be let go. Ooh. Let, let, go of, let go of the things that don't serve you any purpose. Let go of the fear that people might say something about you that you don't like. I mean, and I relate this mostly to mental health and mental illness. Let go of the fear that somebody is going to say something about you because those people don't matter, but your health matters. Your life matters. Let go of those things. And don't be afraid to live the best life possible that you can live. I love that. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much. And so, what we will do is we'll use hashtag let go for the wellness tip for that week. So, I thank you so much, Jasmine, for being a wonderful guest. And you guys go now and download the Safe Place app on Android or Apple Store, it's free free 99 we know we love free 99 (laughs) so go do it now (laughs) you'll learn stuff about mental illnesses um Like she said, it it definitely has different like podcasts on there, YouTube videos for inspiration, inspirational quotes. So it's a plethora of information and knowledge that you can definitely share with other people. So go do that now. And until next time, you guys be well and peace. Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R and my new email address podcast at The dot com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.